Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Bishop the Bird Nick and with me today we have my cigar smoking buddy, Mike Brinker. How the hell are you doing, man? Hello there, everybody. I'm doing great, Nick. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. So today, we are here coming to you from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios in Riverman Cigar Company. Chilling back here in the lounge. And uh, we're going to be smoking a suggestion that Miss Cindy gave us. (laughs) Miss Cindy. Miss Cindy. So we're going to be smoking the Agonorsa Guardian of the Farm, the Apollo. It is a 6x44 cigar and is a Nicaraguan Puro. And uh, this medium-bodied cigar delivers notes of pepper, cedar, and vanilla. It sports a Corojo wrapper and binder draped over a flavorful mixture of Corojo and Criollo filler leaves. Handmade in Nicaragua, this cigar received the number 8 spot in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 of 2017. Nice. Sounds yummy. I know, right? I think I've had a few of these, but it's been so long, I really have no palette memory of it yeah and I, i'm kind of in the same boat i know i've had well what's the one the newer guardian of the farm the cerebus cerebus yeah. yeah i know i've had that and i feel like i've had this probably have had this but we're definitely gonna have it today yes so anyway it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar and the official cutting is brought to you by dan the man ponder he's he's right here just off camera at uh riverman cigar company and guys he has the guardian of the farm apollo he also has all kinds of other great cigars. He just got in the 2023 Las Calaveras from Crown Heads. He has in the um, newest one from Esteban Carrera, the Devil's Hand. Hand, And uh, all kinds of other great cigars here at Riverman Cigar Company. There's also um, the PCA stuff is still rolling in. Um, so, you know, it's a good time that if you're looking to stock up and fill that humidor, if you're in the St. Louis area, swing on by. If you're not, he does mail order. So you can give him a call, talk to Dan, talk to Miss Cindy, place an order, get some cigars shipped to you right away. It's 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 the beauty of all things. Yep. So anyway, Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri, and it's now time to go ahead and cut the cigar. So we'll get this going here. So six by forty-four, not quite a Lancero. It's uh, kind of Corona-sized, ring gauge-wise, but uh, it's like a long Corona. That's what she said. Okay. I mean, you know, maybe she's into that. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Hmm. Doing the cold draw, and uh, nice draw. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a little sweetness, a little, little, little bit of sweetness to it. Right on the front end, more than the back end. Yeah. I would say too. Yeah, it's like right when you draw in. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. I gotta put my glasses on, or else I'm gonna look like an idiot, <laughs> burning my finger on. Oh yeah, you don't need to do that. So, it does have a slight. I don't know if yours does, but mine's got a little bit of lap over so for like a closed foot, you know, there. Right. Um, so I got to watch that for shirt burning purposes here. I don't want to do that. Or in my case, since I'm doing it a little further out, pants burning purposes, which is even worse. 
Um. Huh. Well, that'll be an interesting. Okay. Alrighty. Well, Got so Mike, going. what have you been doing since we last chatted? <laughs> we don't need to get into all the specifics. <laughs> Just hanging out, having Just a Just hanging out, smoking some cigars. There you uh, go. Getting ready for the end of summer. Yeah. And the obvious things that go with that, like uh, we discussed earlier, football. Exactly. College now, football, pro football is all starting to really get wound up, and that's an interesting time for me. I love it. I'm a football freak. Okay. Uh, I'll so. admit I've been kind of a casual fan the last couple of years. Um, I used to be much more engaged when I was uh, um, involved in a couple of fantasy leagues, but uh, lately it's been you know less so. So... Um, I don't know. What's are, are there anything specifically that you're looking forward to with this season? I did see a picture of Aaron Rodgers in the Jets uniform, and it looked like a picture of Aaron Rodgers in like the Spirit Halloween like Jets costume. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't look right. It does look weird. Um, that is definitely one of the storylines I'm interested to see. You know, there's been a lot of hype around the New York Jets, mm-hmm. uh, and like any Midwesterner. I kind of root against New York teams personally. I hope well, yeah. I don't offend too many of your East Coast fans. Oh no, 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 no! But, I mean, uh, I'm fine with it. I mean, they I couldn't pinpoint probably St. Louis on a map if they had to. So, what does it matter? I mean, <laughs> the Patriots fans could because they, you know, yeah, taped our practices and right. won a Super Bowl with it. Probably got the, the probably anyway. got this place bugged. See, that's the thing. You know, there everybody talks about Deflategate. I don't think about Deflategate. Right. I look back to the first controversy with Brady and Belichick when they were taping the Rams practices, you know, prior to uh, the Super Bowl. Which is year. why they got hammered like they did, because they considered it a commu- cumulative. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, first time was like, dude, stop. Yeah. You know, and then. But nonetheless, that one always gets ignored. Right. So, Except here. Well, yeah, we never forget. Although, then again, I don't know who we're more bitter at in St. Louis. Cronky. Cronky or, or Belichick, you know? It's like, I would say now it's more Cronky. Oh, for sure. Definitely yeah. more Cronky. But, uh, yeah, that New York Jets situation, uh, all the injuries going on, you know, um, holdouts, things like that. You know, it's just real interesting right now. It usually all shuffles out and gets put away before the season starts, but you never know. Plus, you got... You know, baseball playoffs are starting to tighten up here in St. Louis. The Cardinals have sold a lot of players. We don't really care about baseball, you know, uh, here in St. Louis anymore this year, um, given how poorly the Cardinals have played. And we'll still probably outdraw a bunch of the playoff teams. Well, that's true. (laughs) But, you know, because, I mean, we'll go to games. Right. But, you know. We're there for the party, not the the, uh, pristine baseball. Well, and then hockey will be starting up uh, sometime soon, right? Yeah, training camps, I think, open in September for hockey. I mean, it feels like as soon as that sport ends, it's already, like, gearing up for the next season. Right. But what hurts them is the playoffs are so long. So most of the league's out and really resting starting in May. 
It's just the finals aren't done till mid-June. <laughs> that's true. But, you know, that's just a handful of teams by the end and then just two. So yeah. a lot of people get plenty of time off. There you go. Doesn't seem to be hurting them too bad. So are you in fantasy football? Yes, I am. I play so, in a couple of different leagues. Okay, so not to give anybody in your leagues a uh, little advanced head, you know, st- or a uh, uh, peek into your process, but like when you're coming into a draft, like what are you, what are you looking at? What are you considering? It's it's a lot of different things from you know obviously I I I'm in the camp of going running back heavy early in the few first few rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't pick a quarterback till mid rounds, you know, because I don't know. There's just so few great wide receivers and running backs that you know you can only start one quarterback in our league. So you know by the fourth or fifth round, I'll pick the best quarterback available, and you know not to. Uh, just in case anyone's out there, you know, we're in a, a 10-man league. Uh, okay. Very competitive. And, you know, over the four years, that this will be our fifth year. So first year I finished out of the playoffs. Then I finished second, third, and then second last year. So I am competitive in this league. Um, but everyone's got their own strategies. Some people just use, you know, these sites now, you know, we use ESPN. I mean, it tells you the best players out there. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are just click, click, click. Now, I do try to put a little more thought into my team, how I want it to do. And yeah. some of it's just flat-out stupid superstition. I, If my best player I had last year, I will not draft this year because I know he's going down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And really, okay. he already has. You know, I had Joe Burrow last year. He's already, you know, tore a calf muscle. Oh. You know, I mean, he's so coming it's back. It's, but holding, it's, it's holding true. Yeah, you know, um, I had Derrick Henry two years ago. Last year he got hurt and missed a significant amount of time. You know, it's just I'm very superstitious on some things uh, for no reason other than in my head it makes sense. Interesting. Okay. Kind of like certain people with cigars, you know. No, that's true. I, I, I'll never smoke a Lancero or I'll never smoke a 60 now, granted, I will never smoke anything over a 60. But <laughs> I was going to say, I have my pre- – but, see, that's not so much superstition. Right, that's, that's more preference. I mean, because right. I'm with you. Like, you know, 60 is my top. I don't I don't want to go any bigger than a – that's what she said. Um, you know, um, but, uh, I mean, okay, so along those lines, have you seen – I think it's Asylum that's putting out the 10 by 100 – no, I have not seen that one yet. It's a torpedo, so theoretically you can like clip it, clip it with an eighty. De- yeah, exactly to an eighty. But um, nonetheless, it's like you know, there's that. I'm wanting to say Agonorsa Leaf is putting out like a gigantic, you know. Now that surprises me. Ten by a hundred something or other too, because I really like them, and I just never saw them jumping into the gimmick territory. That territory, yeah, because um, they, they seem to be more of a classic. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, well, here. Let's talk amongst ourselves while I look this up. But I'm pretty sure I saw pictures of Terrence Riley at um, uh, the uh, um, PCA. There it is. And he was smoking this gigantic thing. Um do do do. 
Maybe. Maybe not. Was. I might have just totally put out bad information. I don't know. <coughs> I could have swore it was. Well, maybe not. What is this? No gimmicks here. That's when they brought on Fabian. Fake news. Is that, is that you know what? what? I'm a, I'm I you know all right. Fake news, people. I'm just gonna have to look this up. Uh, Coming from a journalist. Hang there's, on, there's a leaf, giant cigar. Let's see if that. Well, let's see if Google can figure out what I just said too. If um, Google can't yeah, find it, it they'll make it, it. Here it is. Here it is. Agonorsa's enormous 100 ring gauge cigar. Uh, they're releasing a mammoth cigar, mixed filler brand, goes premium, but still is affordable. Uh, it's part of their Loon, JFR Lunatic line. Okay. Um, it is a 10 by 100, and it's a Bellicosa Maduro. It's all Nicaraguan, save for the dark Mexican San Andreas wrapper. Once again, there's um, San Andreas. Blended to be medium to full in body, not sold in traditional boxes, but rather in single wooden coffins, with a suggested retail price of $39.99 apiece. Production is limited to 2,500 cigars, and the company plans to make this an annual release. So, yeah, for what it's worth, I can they're see doing that, a 10 by 100. I um, mean, it, it really yeah. looks exactly like the... And actually, it looks like it. That's the Torpedo. So that makes me wonder if the asylum is not the um I don't know, it makes me wonder if the asylum is not the uh uh big one cuz that looks like the asylum 9 by 90 box. Almost like to a litigation point. Yeah, maybe maybe that's uh Maybe Asylum had a lot of boxes left over and said, hey, why don't you... Uh... <laughs> Maybe Asylum isn't it. That's a 10. The Asylum 10, they're doing an 1118. <sighs> Maybe that was it. Maybe I got confused. Maybe Asylum's not doing it, and maybe it's Aganorsa. Like I said, that box looks so much like it. You might have just... Stepped on your own dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would hope not. I mean, I would think that... I don't know. I can't find... I, mean, I yeah, I may I may have inadvertently assigned it to uh, Asylum. It may have been Agonorsa this whole time. Um, I thought they did a giant one, though, because I thought I saw a video from uh, PCA of Christian Aroa uh, smoking one of the giant ones with somebody. So, I don't know. Anyway. I can see it, though, coming from their JFR line instead of their traditional mm -hmm. lines. That does make oh, a yeah, more sense. Oh, yeah, because that's where they do a lot of their giant ring gauge stuff. Is right. The, uh, I'd forgot the about decline, so. I always forgot about JFR. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I don't even know how we got on the subject of that. Talking about preferences mm -hmm. and whatnot. Superstitions. Um, that's it, superstitions. No, I would think superstition would be more, um, you know, um, I don't smoke on a day that it starts with an S. <laughs> well, that would be horrible because that's right. the weekend. Um, <laughs> I would think it'd be more like, uh, you know, when you light it, you always do the outside, and then you, you know, have to turn it like, you know, three times in your mouth before you, you, you know, those kind of things. I don't. I'm know. just lucky enough if I can see it correctly not to burn halfway down the stick. <laughs> no, I agree with you there, especially when it's sunny outside. Oh man. You know, I know uh 
I think it's Vertigo. They've got that one lighter with the color-changing frame, which, you know, I mean, I guess that's nice, but realistically... You still can't see it on a bright, sunny day. I was going to say, if it's bright and sunny, it's still hard to see. Um, I just watch to make sure I'm not scorching the wrapper, and if I am, then it's like you adjust accordingly. One thing I've never tried are the electric coil lighters. That might be something. Like in the car? Like the old school car lighters? Right, but they make them with traditional lighters now. Oh, really? That are just uh, USB charged okay. uh, coil lighters. Um, I've seen some Perdomo head out for a while in some uh, lighter cutter sets. And, I have uh, a lighter at home that I bought. It's USB powered. You charge it, and it's electric, but it's got two little prongs, and when you depress the thing, it creates like an electric charge between the two, and that's what lights whatever. But I've never tried lighting a cigar with it because I wouldn't think that would work. Right. These have more this of is, a coil inside Yeah. that gets, you know, extremely hot. And I've lit a few, uh, seen people light some cigars with them, and I, I would, never thought about it with my vision issues. You know, that way. Yeah, you just kind of jam right. it on there. And it is what it is. I mean, I don't know. I would think that that would be. I'd burn my fingers a lot less. True. True. In theory. In theory. I mean, I don't know, there's probably still a number of listeners who used to have those uh, cigarette lighters in their car that would probably have burned the hell out of their fingers with that. Drop it. You know, it's oh. like, you know. 80 miles an hour down 55. Brother or sister dares you, hey, touch us, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I didn't, not saying I did that. Sure. But, you know, whatever. Sure. Um, Just might dep- take away a fingerprint or two, you know. But, uh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's just one of those things. You gotta, you gotta have your superstitions. Uh, back when I was drafting, uh, going back to the actual topic at hand of, of football, um, back when I was doing fantasy football, um, I was kind of similar in that I would try to get a running back. Um, the first couple of rounds because it seemed like they were the 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 real points um, workhorses, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then typically by the third round, if you didn't have a quarterback, you needed to pounce on that because it seemed like everybody in the league would go like quarterback at that point and you'd end up getting stuck with like a garbage quarterback. Right. If you, if you didn't jump on it quick enough. Um and, uh, you know, the hard thing to do with that, though, too, is try and um, take a look at the team to determine, like, you know, if this quarterback's going to be even decent. Because, you know, let, uh, just looking ahead for, you know, let's say, let's continue talking about Rodgers at the, at the Jets. I mean, look, whether you like Rodgers or not, he's he, when he has a good receiver, he can be a great quarterback. Right. You know, but that's the question is, is he going to have a great, a good receiver in New York? Because without a good receiver, he can throw the ball anywhere, but is anybody going to catch it? Right. You know? And is the co- coach going to call the plays that he likes, which I think he will because he's got Nathaniel oh, Hackett stupid there. stupid not to. I you mean, know, if Hackett's gonna, been coaching him for a long time. So Yeah, I mean, realistically, if you're going to bring in a quarterback, you know, of, of that level, why would you – go against what he's want. It'd be like bringing in Peyton Manning and not listening to him when he's saying, oh, I want to run this, you know? It's like. Every play they're going to call in, they're going to say, Omar. Aaron, score. 
Exactly. Know? Exactly. That's okay. The easiest thing to do. Um, I don't know. Um, so okay. So going along with superstitions, are there any players or any teams, I should say, that you just won't draft from because you just I can't stand that team. Like after they moved out of St. Louis, I got to the point. It's like I won't draft any Rams. No, I, just, I can't do it. I, can't I, I never got to that point because I'm just too competitive, and if there's someone I think can help me win. You're just going to go ahead and right. pull them in. Yeah. Now, there's some teams that I've stayed away from, like the Chargers. The yeah. The Chargers always have these great wide receivers on paper that never play more than three or four games. Yeah. And it's like I just can't, you know, if they fall to the 10th round or something, sure. Yeah, well, that's one thing. But, but you yeah. know, uh, like Mike Evans and – are not Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, I think, is his name. You know, it's just. I always like watching the waiver wires to like see like and see that's who didn't get picked up that like all of a sudden is just going nuts. Or there's always every team I've done good with. There's that player that was undrafted that I picked this year. It was uh, Pachenko, the backup running back for Kansas City that. Took off the seventh okay. round. Yeah, pick, yeah, right? yeah. You well, know, it's the guys it's like, that get a shot because the main guy gets injured, and right. all of a sudden they got to call this guy up. And you just, you know, that's a big thing. It's the, every champion or playoff team usually has a couple of those guys that they've picked up that were either dropped or never even drafted due to whatever circumstance, and they're the ones that make it happen. So now moving to college football. So. <sighs> I know they have, at the conclusion of the season, they have the, the four-team playoff. And this is the last year for that. Really? Then it goes to 12. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I'm like, they need to expand that out. And what I'm, they, I'm 99% sure this is the last so year. They, I, I've been, That's exactly where I was about to go. They it's need either to next year or the out. year after that they go to 12. Okay, okay. Because I was thinking, it's like, create a bigger bracket. I mean, because let's be real. College basketball... Does anybody really truly care until it gets to March Madness? No, just the pure bloods. You yeah, know. exactly. But like the vast majority of people, when it gets to March Madness, suddenly everybody's going nuts. They're watching college basketball all over the place because they want to track out. You know, you've got people that don't know anything about college basketball, and they know that, they can that win. Put together their brackets and that sort of thing, you know. And so, why wouldn't college football follow a similar model? Right. Have a larger playoff pool and use these bowl games. And see, and that's the thing. There's so many bowl games. Right. So, like, use these bowl games as the the games within the, uh, you know, the playoff, you know, or, cha- or the, the, the bracket. Right. To where suddenly these bowl games maybe start to matter a little bit more, too. Right. You know, and you're going to draw people in now a lot closer to Christmas for those games, you yeah. know. Um, there was a lot of money they had to get straight. There was a lot of uh, political correctness with regards to player safety, you know. It's like you can't say you want players to be safe and then add two more games to the season yeah. just for more money without making it look right, you know. So uh, the right bleeding hearts got paid off or satisfied in other ways and uh, <laughs> finally the dollar signs went out you know um, 
especially when you get the networks on board. You know, they're like, yeah, 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 give us, give us more, you know, top-seeded games against, you know, great teams. Yeah. Um, but it, it'll be interesting, especially with all the uh, conference realignment going on. Okay. Uh, there's been a lot. Obviously, Oklahoma and Texas are leaving the Big 12 after this year, coming to our country, SEC country. Okay. Uh, go Mizzou. And uh, Colorado just got approved to leave the Pac-10, uh, Pac-12, Pac whatever it is now. Uh, they're going back to the Big 12, which is going after even more teams. Um, you know, it, I wouldn't be surprised if in a few years there's no more Power 5s. You're only going to have a Power 4, you know, four major conferences, and then everybody else on the outskirts. Interesting. Um, now – Along those lines, and it's not just football, but just, you know, college sports in general. Explain, do you understand the whole, the the way it works that these players can now start making money? Yes, I have a pretty I, good understanding. I don't understand, I don't, I, 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 I'm ignorant to it. But I just read somewhere that there's this gymnast at one school who's like the high, I think it's a gymnast, she's like the highest paid college athlete. Or something like that? I mean, that very well could be. Um, on a basic breakdown, uh, most of the bigger schools, basically what they do is, like, for them, their general uh, sports mem- memorabilia sales and stuff, like, every player on the team will maybe get, like, ten grand. Okay. Uh, but then, like, just to use... Riverman is an example. Let's say Dan wanted to sponsor a player for St. Louis University basketball. Yeah. He can sit there and say, I'll pay you a million dollars to come here for, you know, two years. Okay. And do commercial for me, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and the that's, school can't and say anything about it. No. They would probably, <laughs> basically what they're doing is the school will say to all their, you know, sponsors, who can pony up what? Uh, let's. I'll send you the player. Let's get a deal worked out so we can get this player here, type thing. Okay. Uh, because right now it's kind of the wild west, which it always was. It just was never out in the open as yeah. much. I mean, everybody knew, wink, wink. But yeah. now everyone can do it above board. Um, they're talking about maybe trying to cap certain things, uh, because like there is a player, uh, a quarterback out of Texas, took a bunch of money, left his senior year of high school early to go take that money at Ohio State didn't play that first year and transfer back to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Said oh, thanks for the money. Yeah. And, you know, because with the open transfer portal and the NIL money, it's getting a little too crazy. Yeah. I think kids should be able to transfer at least once without any penalty. But if they do or, it again. Or if your coach up and quits or gets fired for scandal, you should be able to transfer without penalty. Yeah. But I think once is enough. Yeah. You know, um, especially if you're getting paid, you know, or if, like, if you don't honor your commitment, you know, like, make them say, hey, you got to play two years for this million dollars yeah. or something. Uh, well, there's some tweaking. That, that's the way it is in, in professional sports. I mean, right. when you're signing a contract in professional sports, it's so many years, so many millions of dollars per year, and blah, 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 and all that. But it also has to go both ways. If you sign a kid to a, a scholarship, yeah, you should have to honor that as long as he's willing to stay there. 
you know, well, that's schools true. are just year to year for the most part with these scholarships. They can pull a scholarship, uh, which isn't really fair to a kid who maybe would have had a chance to stay Go. all four at a different school. Yeah, no, um, that's true. There's a lot of tinkering that has to be done. The NCAA is weak. I, I can see them going away, at least in football, in the next few years where football is governed by a different governing body altogether. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of talk about that on the you know national shows and stuff with the big big time people that are in the rooms and know. Yeah, um, I could really see that happening one day, soon. I wonder if you could see like the NFL kind of coming in and making this more of a minor league program for them. I don't know about that, just because that's a lot of uh, they're already getting the product they want. Ah, uh, why get yeah. involved yeah. and possibly have to spend their own money? Yeah. Or or have their name dragged through the mud like if that. something bad yeah. happens. Yeah. Uh, they're more of the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, but we'll let it go as it is. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well. In my opinion. In your opinion. I've got a cigar in my hand, so obviously I have an opinion. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing about the cigar lounge. You can sit back here, everybody has an opinion, and you can solve all the world's problems in the course of about an hour to an hour and a half. And, you know, that's another reason I wanted to bring it up today is because on Sundays, most of your cigar lounges are going to be full of people watching football. So Mm -hmm. it it fits into what the pulpit is about, cigars and fellowship. You know, guys come in and, and, you know, there'll be two or three different games on depending on the situation. And uh, everyone's enthused about something. For sure. I don't know. It's it's funny. I, I So as we're sitting here, there was a commercial that just came up for the WNBA for a game coming up later. And, uh, you know, it's what's, you know, interesting is we're talking about football, basketball, kind of these like top tier sports. Right. And everything. And I think one of the things that the thing that fascinates me is when you hear about these high school kids that. They get involved in a sport that is a little off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, Miss Cindy, she has a grandson who is looking at uh, track and field. Yeah, the for javelin. javelin throwing. And it's like he's going to get scholarships and whatnot for javelin throwing. You know, um, at, at the high school that I cover for my newspaper, there's kids that have gotten full ride scholarships off of bowling. Right. You know, and things like that. And it's it's what that's the, another thing that fascinates me is that these off the beaten path sports, nobody thinks about that. They just talk about football, basketball, baseball, whatever. But it's like, man, there are kids that can go to college all four years for pretty much nothing as long as they're good at something badminton, you know, or what? Maybe not. No, you know, I don't know. Possibly. And a lot of that trickles down from football and basketball money. Yeah. You know, um, don't get me wrong, those big programs keep the lion's share of their money. Uh, but a but lot they, of these schools aren't exactly spending their endowments to put these kids in scholarships. I mean, yes. look at some of these billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar endowments at universities because uh, people are just leaving everything to them. And it's like, well, we can't touch the endowments, you know, to give poor kids a good education <laughs> or just make an education not crippling expensive yeah you know so yeah i you know and that brings up a whole different thing that we don't need to go down today that's like a five show yeah yeah (laughs) i mean we're talking about the cost of college and you know the necessity of college in some cases i mean you know realistically man you know we were talking earlier about 
truckers and and CDL licensed folks and whatnot. And let's be real, they're making a lot better money than I'm making these days. And uh, you know, granted, they have a tougher job, right? But nonetheless, you know, I had to shell out my student loan repayments and everything else. And you know, they they in some cases went off, got their CDL, got a truck, and now they're making six figures and doing whatever so i mean good for them but yeah yeah i don't know that's a whole different thing so well why don't we go ahead and uh give some thoughts on the uh agonors leaf uh guardian of the farm apollo here um it's a slow smoke yeah it's been good though i've been enjoying it i've had a really good burn uh i did have to relight it but that was when i was going on my little spiel about yeah. football and i uh had ignored it a little bit uh don't judge me i re- Mine's got a great draw. I just put a nice little simple V-cut on there. Yeah. Uh, I initially did a straight cut. I didn't clip off enough, so I did add the V-cut to it. And you're right. The draw is good. Um, the uh, burn line is really good. Smoke production's great. I have a little crack in my wrapper there. I might, and I just can't see and it. And so <laughs> I've been kind of putting my finger over that spot. Oh, when you Because draw. when I draw in, just... I'm, if you listen, here, listen real carefully. You hear that? There's that little bit of, like, extra air coming in. So I'm having to draw, you know, um, that way. But realistically, though, I mean, that's that's. Uh, I definitely put it at a medium. Yes. Um, you know. Solid five. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a solid five. It's not oppressive, but it's not light. But, like. You know, this is my first cigar of the day, so this Might is ex- well. kind of like in the wheelhouse where I like to be uh, with my first stick. I don't want to go just yeah. flat-out Connecticut, but I don't want to just destroy it either, you know. Well, Connecticut sometimes just is too light, and by the time you're done with it, you're like, okay, let's get into something else, right. you know. Yeah. Right. Th- this wakes up my palate a little bit. It's non-intrusive. Uh, I think you could definitely pair this with pretty much anything you'd want to drink. It's a smidge of pepper on the retro. I was going to say, I just saw you do... It's a smidge. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I did one earlier, but I don't think I got enough smoke going out the nostrils to be able to uh, detect. But yeah, there's a smidge of pepper to the retro. Um, Yeah, I have my Minute Maid lemonade sitting here that I was going to pair with it because, you know, I just, whatever. I'll tell you what, man. Um, when I was out at Two Guys in September of last year for their anniversary party, they have like a private label uh, company that they deal with for all their sodas. Oh, yeah. You've brought that up. Oh, my God. Lemonade. Off camera. Yeah. Holy shit. You I, said you drank them out. Dude, I did. I like drank them out at the Nashua store. I have to, I still have to reach out to Dave and find out who they're using for their lemonade because it was just the best freaking lemonade. You know, we've got a lot of time left in since August 1st is when this is popping. Yeah. I'm going to put it out to the listeners. What is your favorite non-alcoholic beverage oh. to pair it with a specific stick or just in general? Uh, you know, that'd be a great call in for this. Ask the Boys. I'll say this. Other than coffee. Other than coffee or alcohol. Other than coffee or alcohol. Everybody always says coffee. If they don't say booze, they typically say coffee. Right. But other than coffee and alcohol, that's a good one. So, yeah, 
Because, yeah. guys, we do have Ask the Boys coming up at the end of the month, and you can get your calls and questions in uh, on that by calling the hotline at area code 863-874-0000. Well, why don't we now go ahead and do the uh, the Villiger Entertainment Report. I have got to get... I it, It's so awkward hearing me do that. It's It's awkward for me. To hear it, so I know it's awkward. For You're kind of like that Cars for Kids commercial on satellite radio. Oh god, just, everyone flips off. Cars for Kids. Yeah, K A R S Cars for Kids. But I guess it works because everybody knows that commercial. I. It's like yeah, I know. Um, I guess that's the point. Anyway, uh, Villager cigars, they're great. I gave you one after the last one that we did. Yes, that was the La Libertad. What did you think of that? Uh it was very good. Yeah. It was very good. Um, I'm actually kind of... I remember enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. You smoke but, a lot, so it's like... Right. I'm asking you to remember a cigar you smoked like three weeks ago. So right. it's like, you know, right there on the spot. Um, but guys, if you want to try Villager Cigars, head on over to their website. They have a store locator. You can find a store near you that carries their product. Um, the La Libertad is really great. That 1888 Nicaragua that they just unveiled at PCA, fantastic cigar. Uh, the Miami Toro is a limited one that they've got out and about. So if you find that, pick one up and grab it. The uh, If you're lucky enough to live near a TAA store that carries Villiger as well, at TAA 2023 Cigar is lights out. And it's made in conjunction with Aganorsa Leaf. Ah. They, they partner with another manufacturer for their TAA cigar. So 2020... I believe was EP Carrillo, and then twenty one. I feel like twenty one was Espinosa. There was somebody else that I cannot remember now, and then Aganor Salif is this year's, and uh, it's really really good. So, you know, guys, check out Villager Cigars. You're gonna like it. So, what have you been watching, Mike? I have been watching. I'm a total. Like I said, you know. I've been watching a lot of the uh, NFL uh, camp reports, stuff like that. Getting ready. Yeah, getting ready for that. Uh, a lot of the college football reports, a lot of the uh, uh, media days for the conferences, SEC, Big 12, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow a lot of that. Other than that, it's uh, I've been following a little bit of the Women's uh, World Cup okay. soccer. Uh, the timing on it is a little tough sometimes, you know. Well, yeah, um, overseas kind of thing. Right. So it's playing at like three in the morning. Right. Yeah. Um, luckily, you know, they're replaying a lot of them to where you can catch it if you, you know, trying to. And uh, I'm not going to say I'm an avid soccer fan, but I know the game pretty well. I can enjoy a good fought match, even if it's one nothing or nil nil. Well, I know Riverman is a uh, soccer headquarters. It is here a soccer hub in St. Louis. Yeah. So if you're a soccer fan, you know you can. Pretty much always guarantee you're going to find the games on here at Riverman. So, same um, with MLS here. Yeah, you know which well, now St. Louis is really big into. And that's what I was about to say. Ever since we got what are they? Is it City? Is that what City we're SC? City SC. Ever since we got that, it seems like everybody in St. Louis is all of a sudden like a soccer fan. And uh, you know, I'll admit, I know that you're supposed to kick it into the nets, and you're not supposed to use your hands unless you're the goalie. Um, aside from that. That is my basic understanding of soccer. Oh, and the clock doesn't stop, right? So, like, Correct. at the end, for penalties and whatnot, they tack on time at the end. Stoppage of the game. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I know that much. 
The game is but never really over till the ref says it's over. Okay, okay. And, you know, but, yeah, red card, yellow card. I, I know that, too. And a lot of people don't realize they throw a lot of freaking money around for these players. Hmm. Especially in Europe. Uh, let's see. I think Saudi Arabia threw, like, three or four hundred million at Mbappe to leave PSG. And he's like, no. I'm not really? going to stay at PSG, but I'm not going to Saudi Arabia to play. I still need to watch that one show, that Welcome to Wrexham or whatever. With Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, and the guy from It's Always Sunny. Yeah, I've never watched that either. I, um, I feel like that would be a good way for me to like get to know some of it. It feels like a primer right. for some of this. You know, I don't know. Add a little bit of humor, a little bit of knowledge, and exactly. you know, be able to come in on a casual level. Yeah, or Ted Lasso. I think Welcome to Wrexham is like in between... Lasso and the real world. Okay. okay. Even though it is a real team and they're yeah. really playing, but I've never watched uh, Lasso either because I don't have I don't I, have Apple I don't TV. have Apple TV. Yeah, that's like the one streamer I don't have. And ironically, I have an Apple TV box, so you know, I just I never have subscribed to it. It's just one more thing, and and there hasn't been enough things on it, right? That I've been like, yes, I gotta I need see this. that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um. But uh, I watched a movie the other night, and I was talking to you a little bit about it beforehand, but I'm going to bring it up now. I don't know how many of the listeners out there have seen this. It's a, it's from, I think, 2013 or 14. It's a Kevin Smith-directed movie called Tusk. And it's got uh, Justin Long and the the I See Dead People kid. Okay. Um, Who really, you know, he's kind of... You you still see it in the face, right? But That's kind of like he was in when he was in Entourage, the movie. It's like yeah, yeah, you it's know, like, yeah. It's like ooh, so what happened to you, bud? <laughs> I mean, not that I have anything to say, right? But, yeah, you I, know, I know. but still, Adonis um, over here, yeah, <laughs> fucking chiseled. Um, but uh, no, so there, so Justin Long and the I See Dead People kid, they have a podcast called the Nazi Party, and it's N O T S E E. So not see party. And the whole thing is that Justin Long will go places and interview people. But the I see dead people kid is afraid of the airplanes. So he doesn't travel. And so he doesn't see everything. So Justin Long has to come back and explain it all. And so he's not seeing what Justin Long sees. But they obviously play up the whole thing. And they're they're shock jocks. I mean, they're doing all kinds of ridiculous shit. Well, Justin Long has to go to Canada to meet this kid who somehow or another got his hands on a katana sword and, like, initially chopped his leg off from, like, the knee down. And so they're, like, making fun of him. But he, but this kid, like, invited him up to, like, talk to him. And he was a big fan of the podcast, and that's how this came about. Well, he gets up there, and I guess the kid has, like, killed himself with the sword. And so now Justin Long has to find a new story because he doesn't want to waste the trip to Canada. Right. And he meets this old guy. It's always an old guy. He meets this old guy who's got all these exciting stories about his time on the ocean, you know, serving on ships and whatnot. And he's got this bizarre fascination with walruses. And I'm just going to leave it there because um, I don't. I went into this movie blind. Um, See, I, I've heard of it and kind of have an idea of what it's about. <laughs> and so when you said you saw it, I was like, wow, really? It's 
so incredibly fucked up. I don't even that that's the only thing I can say is that it is just so bizarre. You think you know where it's going to go and it goes in totally different direction. And by the halfway point of the movie, you've given up trying to figure out where it's going to go because it just goes so many different ways and it's just absolutely bizarre. And so um and I'm not usually one for like scary movies and this wasn't this was humorous, but it, it definitely had a level of darkness, darkness to it, and um, whatnot. But uh, yeah, it it I will say I did have to watch about four short. Uh, I turned on Looney Tunes and watched four of them afterwards to kind of cleanse the mental palate before I went to bed because I didn't want to go to bed right after this. And so, have some screwed up dream, dude. Tell me about it. So like, I ended up watching. Um, uh, four little clips of Looney Tunes, and the last one I watched was, it was the one with Sylvester and his son, Sylvester Jr., and he's explaining to him how he beat the hell out of this giant mouse, and then the baby kangaroo was behind him. Oh, so, like, <laughs> I know Sylvester kept getting his ass kicked by the baby kangaroo all over the place. Love that one. Uh, uh, I actually, you know, when you first asked me, my mind went blank into sports, but uh, this past weekend I did watch an older movie. Uh, that I've always loved, and you never see it anymore because it was remade, and all you ever see is a remake. Yeah. Uh, the original Walking Tall from, I think, believe it was 73. Oh, yeah. With uh, Joe Don Baker. Everybody always plays the one with The Rock. Right. Yeah. And there's two scenes that just always get me in that movie. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about spoiler alerts. I mean, it's from it, 73. It's an old movie. If Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, one, the, the bad people that he's trying to clean the county up against... Uh, they kill his German shepherd who's trying to protect the family. Ah, oh, shit. And he if carries he... it in on Christmas Eve night, you know, all shot up and dead. And then uh, at the very end. You don't mess with the man's dog. When they shoot up uh, the sheriff and his wife, the wife dies. And the little boy who had just gotten a shotgun for Christmas walks into the hospital with all the cops and everything with his shotgun to sit next to his daddy to protect him. Yeah. It's like that gets me every time. Ah. Oh. But great movie. Uh, obviously, it's an early 70s. Uh, there's some language that was acceptable in the South back then that may uh, shock some people not today. Not acceptable today. Um, but it's, you know, and it's based off a true story. I mean, this guy, this sheriff did exist. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah, realize this, that. Yeah, this was based off a true story, not okay. the rock version. Okay. <coughs> Excuse um. me. And then uh, oh, and oh. billions. I've been binging billions. Dude, I love that show. Because on Saturdays now they're leading up to the new season by showing a complete season every Saturday. Oh, I didn't realize the new season yeah. was coming. So uh, mid-August. Because there's beginning. only two seasons left to do on Saturdays, so oh, okay. it's in three weeks. Uh, the I new didn't billions. realize the new season was coming. Soon. And it looks like uh, Axelrod is coming back for a little bit in the final season. Oh, good. I'm excited about that. I liked his character a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, my I like favorite, Wags. Yes, he's my favorite character out of everybody's Wags. That dude is so crazy. messed up and crazy, and but he says some of the most off-the-wall funny shit on that show. And then when I see him in other things and mm-hmm. he's, like, more controlled, I'm like, no, 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 you got to be more like Wags. It's like, this isn't right. But Like uh, he was on The Office and played like a banker, like a straight-laced banker in one episode 
And it's like, no. He was in that show Suits as well. I never watched Suits. I haven't watched all of it. I've seen episodes of it, and it's not bad. It's It, it seems interesting enough. Um, but uh, But he was in that as well. And he played... Maybe like wags, but like taken down about five levels, you know. So like, still a little like commanding the room, but not as like in your face, in your face and fucked up as wags. But but wags is definitely my favorite character out of all of them. Oh yeah, show. he he's crazy. Um, and then I just finished the third season of The Righteous Gemstones. I you know, I was a little down on this season in the beginning of it. I was like, you know, I don't know if this season's hitting me quite as well as the previous two have. Um, I feel like the back half of it really picked up a lot, and it got better. And uh, I just saw that it was renewed for a fourth season, so I'm very curious now to see where they go with that after everything kind of settled at the end of this third season. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. It was good. Um, Otherwise... Trying to think, there was something that you said, and it prompted me. It was, I had something, and I've forgotten it now. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll come to me. Oh, 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 oh. So recently, you and I were talking with uh, Tom, mm-hmm. and that's when I learned that there's going to be a sequel to The Exorcist. Yes. So since then, I have looked up the trailer. Yeah. And it looks freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't one of those, you know, Police Academy 5, you know, type deals. It, it, uh, like we were talking, uh, it, it, it's a direct sequel to the original, what was that, 78? Yeah. Something uh, like that. Some, yes, I believe so. And it's, and it's just ignoring all Everything those else. shitty sequels. and Well, and then there was that one prequel, remember, that yes. they did where it showed, you know, what, Father Kurtz? Curse or uh, the old man yeah. uh, back when he was young and he first encountered right you know everything the demon yeah but um no I think this looks really good and the mom is coming back as kind of like the exorcist expert you know so I I. I'm I'm looking forward to this. I think it's in mid October that that comes out. Right. I mean that only makes sense. Total you know, sense. If you want to release a you know good horror movie you do it in October. And see, in The Exorcist is one of those ones. I'm not like I said. I'm not big into horror. I tend to like the horror movies where it's a mental mind fuck and not so much like a slasher flick. Like if it's just a cheap jump scare. I mean, come on, you know, I don't... See, I don't, I'm all into that. I, see, I'm, I don't like the cheap jump scares. I like the ones that haunt... Like, Hereditary? Did you see that? Uh, yes. Dude, that one screwed with me really? for a while. See, those don't get me as much... You know, I mean, I, I enjoy them. I can enjoy that type of a movie. But I like a good old, you know, like, 1980 My Bloody Valentine okay. type thing, too. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, no, so I'm looking forward to this exorcist cause I think it might be kind of a, a, a good piggy or, you know, follow up to the original one. Right. So, and that seems to be what a lot of them are doing now. Kind of piggybacking off the old one, ignoring right. all the stuff in the middle. Yeah. Well, Ret- yeah. Cause retcon, you know, type, yeah. I guess is what they call it. Well, cause I, cause you're into Halloween and that's what they did with those. Yeah. And which, I enjoyed those. 
that was kind of hard for me to track out for a while because it's like there were like a bunch of them. And then... And they threw little nods and Easter eggs to those without accepting them as part of canon. Well, and then didn't they do... Did they only reboot Halloween once? Uh, Or uh, or was there like a Rob Zombie version and then like another... Rob Zombie did two of them that were kind of a reboot. Yeah. Uh, He did Halloween and Halloween 2 that were kind of... His imagining of the first one and then, a th- you know, a sequel. Yeah. Uh, but number three back in the 80s was just a complete... Season of the Witch. Yeah. Yeah. Which I loved. That is a big point of uh, contention with a lot of uh, Halloween fans. But, you know, John Carpenter well, yeah, never really... Well, yeah, it was really supposed to be kind of like an anthology. Right. It John Carpenter never wanted to do number two. He was forced really? into that... Uh, to get other movies made. Okay. Uh, so he kind of threw that together. Uh, you know, the whole Laurie Strode being his sister was never supposed to be. And that's why when they did the uh, re- retcon here recently, yeah, they debunked that and, you know, literally said, oh, no, that's just an old, you know, <laughs> su- you know, that's not true. Okay. Uh, but, you know, Season of the Witch, yeah, it was Michael Myers was just supposed to be in the first one and then it was supposed to be different Halloween stories, uh, you know, scary things going yeah. on with kind of a slight tie-in to, like, the pagan, you know, stuff. But, um, yeah. Interesting. So then did they do... So then after Rob Zombies 2... There was nothing until this. Which until, was... Uh, Halloween, Halloween uh, Kills and Halloween Ends. So there's technically three movies named yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I was confused. I was like, okay, so we, we have the main one, we have the two, and then we have this three, which technically piggyback off of the back of the original Halloween. Correct. Okay. All right. Yes. That makes sense. Um, and then wasn't there, since we're talking about like reboots of horror movies, wasn't there also one of Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes, I was never as big into that one uh, because those types of things I don't like to mess with, dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like one of the few that I just really not did not watch a lot of them. Okay. Uh, and they're talking about doing a new one with that too, um, from what I've read. Uh, they, they did a uh, Friday the 13th back in like 2008. Uh, it wasn't really a reboot as much as it was, I don't know how you would describe it, other than it did not do well in theaters. Oh, it was okay. an entertaining enough f- horror film, yeah. but, hmm. and apparently they've got a TV show coming out Friday the 13th. Really? I think it's, I cannot, don't judge me that I don't know it, <coughs> but apparently I think it follows Jason as a child before death. Okay. Uh, and how messed up he was and what might have... So kind of like a Bates Motel... Correct. ...kind of prequely or Hannibal... I believe that is the premise thing. of it. Okay, okay. And I'm not sure where that's going to be coming out on. I'm sure it's a streaming Oh, deal, yeah. But I'm like not sure who's carrying Hulu that. Hulu or Peacock or something like that. Right. Uh, it would, well, that's all Paramount, so it would be Paramount. Oh, okay. They okay. own the Friday the 13th franchise. Okay, well, then there you go. 
Um, interesting. Yeah, I thought there was like a reboot of the. See, I liked um, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, the one that was set like in the real world. Right behind you know? the production of it, or yeah, something like that that one was good. Except for I felt like the ending of it. It was like they got to the end and they were like, "Well, we really don't know how to end this, and we've kind of run out of money, so let's just do this." And it just because I was like, "Eh, whatever." But all of it leading up to that, I thought was really good. And then I'll say for total guilty pleasure cheesy movie, Freddy versus Jason yes. is freaking awesome. Yes, they just threw everything at the screen oh. and said, let's see what sticks. And they have the one dude who's practically shaggy, you know, from Scooby-Doo. So you've almost got that mixed into it as well. And I just was like, I, I really did enjoy that one. Right. Um, just kind of a just fun waste of time. you got to go into those like you do a James Bond movie. You, you know it's not real. You know it's not going to make sense. Yeah. It's just I need an hour and a half. And that's another thing. Horror movies are not a three-hour commitment. Mm-mm. Like, you know, Oppenheimer and all these other movies. You know, anything from James Cameron, you might as well clear your week. Hell, Marvel movies these days yeah. are freaking getting way too long, too. Yeah. Oh, I did finish uh, Secret Invasion on uh, Disney+. And I'm pretty sure they didn't directly say it, but it kind of feels like it... It feels like if anything is going to pick up the threads from it, it's going to be that... Captain Marvel 2, the Marvels that's yeah. coming out later. And I just, I have no interest in that. I just, that's that's one of the movies, the Marvel movies that I'm just like, I just don't care. And it's not me picking on, you know, um, what's-her-face, the, the actress from it or anything Who like that. Who is hot. Yes, I don't disagree, but I'm just saying, like, I it has nothing. She gets a lot of hatred amongst the Marvel movie people and whatnot. And I just, it has nothing to do with her. It's just, I just don't care about the characters i didn't watch ms marvel on disney plus so i don't care about her yeah um and it's just kind of like eh, whatever you know but uh i don't know we'll see so well anyway why don't we now go ahead and do this guess what motherfucker it's time for three cigars that we smoked and enjoyed this week and uh i'm putting you on the spot I'm asking you about three cigars that you smoked and enjoyed. You got any? Um, one that I really enjoyed that I uh, pulled out of the humidor the other day. Um, I had to go do a bunch of errands where I did not have to get out of the car. So I was like, I'm going to smoke while I do this. Yeah. I pulled uh, an Esteban Carreras um, Mr. Brownstone. Okay. Uh, Toro. I like that cigar. Yeah, and it just, you know, it's been aging for about a year and a half just because I'd bought some stuff and threw it in my humidor. Yeah. Uh, You know, and then it it just smoked perfectly, especially in the car, which not always is a good... uh, No. (laughs) Yeah. But... uh, Let's put it this way. If it's a cigar I want to concentrate on and actually, like really figure out and get the you nuances of the I'm not driving while smoking right. it. Yeah. But uh I really enjoyed that one. Um another one, let's see. I'm trying to think of what I've been smoking. Uh well my first one for the week, well I'll give you a little time to think here. Um I sat down um yesterday 
and uh, started watching. This kind of ties into the Villager thing as well. Started watching um, Futurama on Hulu um, because I uh, they've been putting out the new episodes on Hulu. Well, right. I didn't realize that I apparently never watched any of the seasons that were on Comedy Central after they switched from Fox to Comedy Central. Right. So I still have like five seasons of Futurama to catch up on. So I started watching that, and I sat and I smoked a uh, uh, Perdomo Habano uh, Sun Grown Churchill. Shocker! I know, right? It's one of my one of my Go ones. Go to. And uh, um, so I I smoked that, and uh, I enjoyed some Futurama. Um, I smoked an Aladino Cameroon uh, Elegante. Hmm. Uh, Getting fancy with it. Yeah. Those I I love a Lancero size, you know. Yeah. Uh, especially with a good Cameroon wrapper like that. Uh that was just a really good relaxing afternoon. Perfect. Um I was uh sitting out the other day and was able to fire up a uh Perla del Mar Maduro. I have not uh, smoked one of them in so JC long. I hadn't either. I was digging through my humidor, and I found it, and I was like, hey, this looks good. Something different. And uh, I was right. It smoked wonderfully. And um, it was it was a good time. I'm, I need to – I need to I, – I have a box of the Corojo, mm-hmm. but uh, – and the Corojo, don't get me wrong, is really good. But that Maduro hit different. Like, I might need to, like – expand that out into the Maduro realm a little bit on that one. Yeah, I'm, like I said, it's been so long I couldn't even tell you anything about about that cigar. Yeah. It was good. So, okay. So, your third one. Uh, I tried the 2023 Los Calabars Robusto. Oh, I picked one of those up earlier when I bought these cigars for yeah. us. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I was not a fan of last year's. I was not either. This was better than last year's. Okay. Uh, it's still no original, you know, but I don't think they'll ever recreate that one. Yeah. Um, now, was the one before, which was the yellow band? Which year was the yellow band? Was that two years back? I believe so. 2020 was purple. Okay. I think 21 was the yellow one. Okay. I liked the yellow one. It had a lot of spice and, and kind of oomph to it. I don't it. think I even tried the yellow one. Okay. But I liked it because it was pretty strong. Right. But I know some people have said that it was not their favorite. And I I don't I could see that because I don't feel as though it was a very complex cigar. Right. It was just like, hey, here's spice, and we're just going to beat you upside the head with it. So the 23, you, you thought was decent? Yes. Um, it was kind of a weird day when I smoked it, too. Yeah. I will give it another chance to uh, try to see if... I like to give everyone at least two stick chances. Mm-hmm. Just because you never know. Sometimes you're having a bad day. Sometimes you're having a good day. And it's a lot better oh, than it really is. Your you mood know? plays a huge role in how you react to a right. cigar. Uh, yeah. What I was drinking was a little bit different than what I normally drink and smoke a cigar. Yeah. Uh, so that may have thrown off into it, too. Uh, I was talking a lot and having to relight it. Uh, oh, that'll definitely play a role. Yeah. yeah. So I need to take the time and just do a little bit more, like you said, concentrated effort on it. Yeah. Um, 
which they have here at Riverman. Mm-hmm. That's like I, I said, I, I bought one uh, when I picked up these uh, uh, for us, so I'll be uh, sitting and enjoying that soon. Um, but my my third one is uh, one that I smoked um, also while sitting out and watching Futurama, and it was uh, the uh, A.J. Fernandez Dias de Gloria. Oh. I, I, I like that one. I don't find it around too terribly. Dan's got it here. And I picked up uh, another one when I bought the Las Calaveras and these for us. Um, but uh, it's one that uh, I don't see around too terribly often. Right. Um, I tend to prefer it in the round. I'll, I'll accept it in the box press. But, you know me. And my, I know my you box in box press, press. So, you know, whatever. But uh, that's another one that it it's very spice forward. But it kind of it, it does have some nuance to it. And um, but it's an AJ, so of course yeah. it's got plenty of spice and power to it. Right. So, yep, good cigar. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we now learn about my monthly cigars? This would normally be the time that I give some information about my monthly cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks! So as we're wrapping up here, you can uh, find us on uh, Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit. You can also join the Cigar Pulpit Prisoners Group on Facebook where you can... uh, you know, hang out, share cigars that you're smoking, talk amongst yourselves, and uh, get show updates and things of that nature. I am on Twitter, or X, or whatever it is we're calling it these days. I don't really do much on there, but, uh, you know, you can follow. I actually saw an article uh, not too terribly long before we started recording. It was kind of funny, and the headline basically was, Elon Musk can change the name to X, but uh, he can't change what other people call it. And basically saying that everybody's still going to call it Twitter, Twitter, even though it's it's going to be X or whatever. Um, and I'll be curious to see if X actually sticks. Although he put up a giant freaking X sign on the building, on the building, and I guess the guy that lives across from there um, said that they were testing it out during the day, and he said it was like looking into the sun. It was so bright during the day and everything. So I'm like, oh god. Um, but you can watch this on YouTube. And then once again, we do need your calls for Ask the Boys. Area code 863-874-0000. That episode will be at the end of the month where we will uh, answer listener calls, questions, concerns, thoughts, whatever. you know. And let us know the drink that you want or that you pair with your cigars that's not alcohol and, and not, not coffee. coffee. So anyway... Well, final thoughts on the uh, Aganor Salif Guardian of the Farm Apollo here. I'm nearing or right on the edge of the final third. Yeah, the, I'm I'm right about the same spot. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, definite rebuy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say it's a great starter or ending stick just because of its good mellow smoothness. Yeah. Uh, Nothing too crazy that'll blow your palate up if you're wanting to smoke three or four, you know, let's say, you know, for a day out. Well, and you make a valid point that if you're a medium to full-bodied smoker, it's a good starter cigar. 
But if you're a light smoker... This is your capper. Yeah, this is something that you could end your day with. And it's something you could kind of dip your toe in the water and see if you want to try something a little heavier. Right. You know, and, and kind of expand your horizons a little bit. I would definitely say this is not a golf stick. No. This is not a golf stick. Um, and for those of you who wonder what I mean by that... This would not handle the outdoors in an open environment very well. You would not be very happy. That That one kicked you. Kicked in on that one. Pepper ramps up as you go through. So the retro hail heading into the final third here. There is definitely more spice to it (laughs) as you go uh, further into the cigar. Um, Yes. and, And no, you're right. I don't think it would handle the elements well. Um, Patio, okay. Yeah. I don't think you're going to have an issue. But golf course, out on the lake in a boat, no. You're going to be touching it up and lighting it again and everything else. And, you know, and then, hell, just sitting here, I'm having, like, my bird line has been very, very good. Mm -hmm. But I can tell that I'm smoking it a little fast because every once in a while I get just a little bit of a wave to it. So then I got to slow it down and let it catch up. And it does, it catches up very nicely. But, you know, I can tell that that's, that's my smoking speed um, being just a little quick. But, yeah. no, all in all, I mean, look, it's Aganorsa Leaf. You don't really get anything bad from right. Aganorsa Leaf. So uh, I knew going into it that I was going to dig it. I just, uh, I, and I'm sure I've smoked this before. but I know I have. It's been a while, can't though. can't quite remember. So, anyway. Well, Mike, I appreciate you taking time out of the day. I appreciate coming back on. Yeah. We can do this again sometime. Yeah. It's nice to have somebody local. Right. You know, right. the Zoom Zoom is great, but Zoom presents me all sorts of challenges and stuff like that. And it's just nice to have somebody local. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. All right. Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Mike. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. though hbo has uh tusk you need to watch that i want to i want to get your rea- I, I i'm not giving you any more you need to go into it and you just watch it and then report back to me because okay. it's just so fucked up and i just want to know like you know i i just i need somebody to talk to about this movie because it's just it's so fucked up and so. you need to watch red state okay that's the other one that you were talking about yeah okay all right i'll watch red state you watch tusk and we'll report back Okay. Okay. Later, guys.